Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today's guest is Lauren Egan, who's the VP of Brand at Peckish, a fun refrigerated snacking company who's redefining what they're doing with the egg. Hi. Hi. Thanks How, for having me. Thanks for joining us. Mm. So fun. So we recently met at a fun women's brunch, women in food, and mm-hmm. I luckily just sat next to you and I hadn't heard about Peckish before and and then we started talking, you told me about Peckish and then we ended up eating yeah. Peckish and then I don't know, just since then I've been so intrigued with the company and what you guys are doing and I love the branding. I love the flavors so Mm -hmm. much. And I've since then purchased it for myself several times. Just, I saw it at my local Whole Foods Uh and, um, and yeah, I've just been like really impressed and I'm so excited to be here with you and learn more about the brand and the concepting of it and just kind of the journey. Cause there's so much that goes into it. Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much for having us. It was great to meet you at Erewhon. I mean, I love Erewhon. I go there all the time when I go to LA and yeah. it was great to be able to have package there and have it sliced up on toast with some everything bagel seasoning, just to really switch it up. So yeah, thanks so much for, for the time today. Yeah, of course. So we're here in San Francisco. Have you always been based in San Francisco? Obviously, you sound like I'm you're from, from somewhere Australia, else. actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, no, I was actually in New York for about four years when I first moved to the States. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working for another fresh snacking company, uh, launching ChiaPod with them. What, um, you, what were you launching? ChiaPod. So it was oh, a Chia yeah. puddings with okay. the spoon cool. in the lid. Yeah. Um, and Is then, that what brought you to New York? It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing their brand marketing. Um when they launched, which was, you know, fantastic, such a fun time in New York, launching a brand. Um, and really at the beginning of that, like sort of fresh snacking, one of those pioneering brands. So definitely learned a lot. Um, and since moving from New York, I worked for another shelf stable snacking brand, but there's something about the fresh snacking space. It's, you know, it's really driving change and growth in the overall like snacking space and snacking Mm -hmm. industry. So, um, it was definitely something I wanted to get back into really soon. What were you doing before that? Like what brought you into the food industry and just branding in general? Were you in branding before going into food? Well, I was actually more on the experiential agent agency side when I was in Australia. Um, and I worked more so on fashion brands rather than CPG and like definitely love fashion. It's so fun. Um, but as a healthy person, always like growing up, I love cooking. I would say that I'm like sort of that like home chef, you know, type of person and always experimenting with different foods and particularly healthy foods that it was something that, um, this opportunity came up in New York and I thought I've got to try, I've got to give it a go. And it really worked out for that. Yes, I did. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. And so how was developing that brand at that time? I mean, we don't have to get into Pod, but just like like you were saying, the fresh snacking industry was just kind of growing from it, yeah, a I healthy mean, fresh snacking totally. industry. It was so different. Um, and I mean, we are going through some of these challenges today, but um, you know, what we know is that consumers are now shopping the perimeter. They're not really shopping in aisle. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're, you're also like a healthy shopper as well. And we're buying a lot of produce and we're cooking our own things. And but what are those convenient items that we also want to pick up at the same time? Um, and one of the challenges was like, where where do you go when there's not like a fresh snacking space within yeah. the, within retail? Um, you know, these brands, particularly like Perfect Bar and ChiaPod and and other fresh snacking brands, are really you know pioneering and and going after that space around the perimeter and 
almost redefining the retail environment and creating mm-hmm. these fresh snacking spaces. I remember with, with Chia Pod because it didn't have, you know, it was not, it was a non-dairy item, but mm-hmm. there was like nowhere for it to go. Did it live in produce or did it live with yogurt? Yeah. So we would always get pushed into um, like puddings, like Cozy Shack, which isn't, you know, as a consumer, you're not really going there yeah. in Whole Foods and buying Cozy Shack. Yeah. So it was just that ongoing effort with the marketing team and sales team to create demand outside of the store as well as, you know, demos and, and other things to yeah. really drive that brand awareness. It's so true. And for people who aren't sure what you're saying about perimeter, mm-hmm. um, most people, I guess, who are trying to be healthy don't travel in the center section yeah. of the grocery store. Yeah. That's what you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Absolutely. Like you go to produce and mm-hmm. then you kind of go over to the refrigerated section, grab your milk, totally butter, maybe eggs. Um, and now <laughs> eggs. And, um, and then, yeah. And then you go back down. I don't know what's on the other side. What is that? Like baked goods. <sighs> baked goods. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like the deli. Yeah. yeah. And then you, and then yeah. you leave. And so, yeah, finding out the best space for your product is challenging. So challenging. And yeah. it's, it's just not, there's no silver bullet. It's continuous learning. And, you know, we can talk about more of that with package, but we're going through that right now as a young brand and, and where we're going to have success within retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then you, how did you get into Peckish? So, um, I was looking to move back into that fresh snacking space and looking for a brand. And I'd always really admired John Sebastiani and what he had done with Crave. Um, so any opportunity to, to join the Sonoma Brands team, I was 100%, you know, looking for that opportunity. So um, you had known about him and his I work. I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and had you moved from New York to SF? Yes, I had. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was working for another brand based in Berkeley at the time. Cool. Um, and funnily enough, I actually – uh, applied for the Smashmallow role, which was um, what one is of it? Smashmallow, which is a snackable marshmallow. Oh yeah, yeah, which is like so everywhere tasty. now. Yeah, absolutely. Is that with his company? That is one of the Sonoma brands. Oh brands. my gosh, yeah. he is just killing it. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. He's doing great things, and um, I thought, oh, what a great opportunity to you know to work for Sonoma Brands. And when I was interviewing uh, at the time, um, the person interviewing me was asked if I knew what peckish meant. Um, because it's not necessarily, it's not, it's a British word. Um, oh, and coming okay. from Australia, I was like, oh, absolutely. It means like a little bit hungry or, you know, not quite ready for a full meal, but want like a little mini meal or a snack. And she's like, perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's like, I know where you're, I'm going to yeah, put you. Yeah. And like at that time, I mean, I was already eating two eggs a day for breakfast, two boiled eggs. I have it like sliced with avocado and tomato. And, um, obviously my last name is Egan, which mm-hmm. sounds a lot like egg, which is what they told me. Yeah. And so it was sort of this mutually serendipitous situation and yeah I came on as a first employee for Peckish. How did that feel for you? Were you excited? Were you a bit nervous or you just believed in it right away? I mean I was I was sold like the first day I went in there to talk to John um, it was exactly the right moment for me with my experience and you know you don't get that many opportunities to come onto a brand as a first employee and like build the brand and and the concept and do the product innovation and the branding. So So definitely challenging, but like so exciting. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So you helped develop like the brand, the packaging, the flavor, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, peeling it right back, we knew that, um, you know, from what John had done with Crave and really disrupting that jerky space and um, seeing his vision for how he could do that with the hard boiled egg space. And, you know, we believe that, 
the future of snacking is fresh and refrigerated. So how do we, you know, reimagine or redefine that hard-boiled egg um, Mm -hmm. and elevate that eating experience? So, you know, the first part of that was really mastering the perfectly boiled egg, which... Mm -hmm took a really long time. It was a lot of trial and error. And especially when you're not, you know, from a manufacturing side, when you're not doing things at scale and you're getting these different versions of the egg and we're like, oh, just as I said, like a lot of trial and error. And yeah, you're not like sitting at home trying to figure out the recipe. No, And when when we're sitting around and we're like, what is the perfectly boiled egg? And it's what we really try to achieve is the not too hard, not too soft, just how you like you like to make it at home. And I know we were talking about this earlier, but everyone you talk to has their own sort of personal ceremony with how they boil eggs. And mm-hmm. I boil the water for like 20 seconds and then I drop the eggs in, then I take them out for 30 seconds and I put them in ice water and just because everyone knows how, like, how they how they love their I eggs. I know, it's um, so nostalgic too, you know, like your childhood. Like for me, it, it reminds me of my parents making the eggs for mm-hmm. me and all the different ways they prepared it for yeah. me. And, and then I personally... Yeah, it's just so different. Like how so do you different. peel it? Totally. You know, even that process. Exactly. Um, and, you know, doing a lot of research and if you've if you've ever been to like Japan or anything like that, the the hard boiled eggs or they're not even hard boiled, the the prepackaged eggs that they have in like seven eleven, the seven eleven brand are these beautiful, soft boiled, like jammy ramen eggs. Wow. And we yeah, they know how to make they a know good how egg, to do it. Oh my god. Sure. And they do these like marinated ones, like the tea eggs. They look just look so beautiful, and it's is at, that how you were or he was inspired, or do you think? Yeah, it just, I mean, we had been looking at like the whole egg okay. category, and yeah. I mean, if you have if you look at prepackaged hard boiled eggs, like the current market, um, they're generally a little bit overcooked, and the yolks are crumbly, um, the whites are a little bit rubbery. Yeah. It's not the best eating experience, and I would say that they're targeting a different crowd. Mm-hmm. I would like the protein crowd, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're just eating it for functionality, not yeah. for taste or anything like that. Um, absolutely. So we, yeah, we really, that was like the first thing to really, we had to differentiate ourselves from other hard boiled eggs you know, mm-hmm. on the market. So, um, yeah, the we flavoring able- idea yeah. was second <laughs> yeah. or did you kind well, of have that? That was part of the whole concept. So I guess they were happening simultaneously. Um, and we wanted to create, you know, we always talk about elevating that eating experience. Um, and we wanted to create an eating experience and a different like eating behavior almost. Like, you know, no one really dips their hard boiled eggs like they do like a potato chip or anything like that. But we thought, what a fun way to build on our brand and our personality and creating these crispy, crunchy dips with like, and we were incredibly intentional about the ingredients that we use. You know, we're using organic quinoa crispies or organic um, roasted pumpkin seeds. And then we're seasoning them with, um, or seasoning them, seasoning them to taste like, or evoke like culinary exp- in, um, inspired flavors like yeah, it's very gourmet or yeah. rancheros or maple waffles, um, which in itself is like really fun. And we put like, you know, the quotes around it because mm-hmm. it's not fried rice. It's made with organic quinoa crispies, but it's seasoned with um, tamari powder and, you know, dehydrated carrots and onions. So it's just so, so full of flavor. And then you get this like texture experience as well. So, so good. Yeah. I know even when we were sitting at the brunch, Tara from How You Glow, she mm-hmm. was like, I use that for all my other cooking as well. Yeah. I mean, do you the, have people requesting to just buy so the much. flavoring? Yeah, yeah. All the time. The um, 
yeah, people are always asking when we're going to start selling the dip separately because, you know, even though we've created it like this portable convenient mini meal which you can take and have it pre or post workout or have it at your you know, quick lunch at your desk uh, we're seeing a lot of our consumers actually re-engineering their pack packs or what we call like upcycling their dips and you know slicing it and putting their eggs on ramen and then sprinkling the fried rice on top or how we had it at Erewhon with avocado toast with the eggs and then mm -hmm. everything bagel seasoning so you know there's a lot of versatility to what we've created and we're like very excited to to see how our consumers are and are how using it grows the product. from yeah. there yeah that's so mm -hmm. awesome so um you were mentioning to me earlier that you guys source your eggs you really try and source it from like within 100 miles from your facility oh, yeah, really close yeah. yeah yeah and obviously as you grow um you kind of have to scale and like grow that but but you really try to keep it close and reduce your carbon footprint. Absolutely. And um, how's that been now that you're scaling and yeah. getting into so many wonderful stores? Yeah. So we, um, you know, obviously egg sourcing, you know, any sort of like animal product sourcing, um, there's a lot of criteria that we we hold ourselves like you know, accountable to. So we wanted to make sure that we had, you know, the best organic eggs um, locally sourced and that they were free range and certified humane um, and you know what we were talking about before is we really strive to source our eggs for from organic a network of organic you know, farms that are very close to where we do um, like our co-manufacturers so that we can really reduce our carbon footprint um, but you know as we as we do scale we're you know we'll, we'll be looking to expand to farms probably closer like or further out in, in California but mm -hmm. um yeah there's definitely that's it's, we're very intentional about our sourcing yeah and since you've been there from the very beginning like mm -hmm. how's that been have you been I mean obviously yes you're VP of brand but you're wearing yeah. so many different hats so many different were hats, you yeah. the one <laughs> finding who those farmers were this network obviously John has a big network mm -hmm. but you're the main person spearheading this yeah so I mean at the very beginning and like this I look back and it's like so such a fun time like you're not only are you know we working on the packaging and the branding but um you know sourcing ingredients like the crispy quinoa and, and all of those things and when working with you know um our egg partner on like where are we going to source our eggs from how how do we do that what's the process how do we you know hold these farms accountable to our criteria and so forth um you know all all of that sort of stuff in the beginning and you you literally have your your fingerprints on every single part of the brand in the very beginning yeah it happens all at once yeah. versus like a linear step-by-step yeah. -step process and like even I remember like one of the hardest things I, mean, I had never done any operations in you know before in my in my previous role but um trying to find someone to to fill those tiny cups with the dips because you know those those little cups were usually filled with like um ketchup or mayonnaise yeah. so no one was doing actually filling them with any dry so dry you're material. just calling so, a bunch of co-packing companies yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah. and so you guys formulated the flavors in-house mm -hmm. yeah. i'm assuming okay and then you go and just try and see yeah i mean it's it's a really big challenge and mm. it takes a while and it, it requires a lot of persistence and um, my my husband is trying to start something right now in the beverage industry and um and just like with canning water mm -hmm. and whatever yeah. and that's not really a thing right now mm -hmm. that many um water 
people are willing to do. Yeah. It's like plastic or glass. Exactly. And yeah. so most people, when they, they don't want change, they yeah. like their processes mm-hmm. and, um, they're not interested in veering away. So how yeah. did you end up finding someone that would? I mean, it was a lot of phone calls and yeah. a lot of, um, you know, you really have to, to sell them on the concept and the brand and, and what you're trying to create. Um, and you need to be able to again, as I said, like sell them to take a risk with you yeah. and understanding that we're going to all grow together and we're going to scale. And we talk about how we're going to scale. You know, it's not just, oh, we just need this at the beginning. It's like, help us build the brand and we'll do it together yeah. and sell them on that vision. Um, and it really helps having, you know, John and, and what he's done with Sonoma Brands and Crave and totally. what we've done with Smashmallow and and Medley, our other brand. So that Medley is a sippable soup. It's a, it's a oh, veggie cool. drink. Yeah. And they've just launched a line of, um, of, like spoonable veggie, like mush, is what they're calling wow, it. Wow, yeah. I'll have to look into yeah. it. So clean, so tasty. Yeah. So, yeah, it really helps to be able to show as a case study, like, look at what we've done mm-hmm. here. It's definitely in your best interest to grow with us. Yeah, absolutely. And help us out here and try something new. Mm-hmm. But um, what are some of the challenges, other challenges that, like, I don't know, just being a woman in the food space, for some reason, it's very male dominated. Yeah. And um, now we're seeing all these incredible women who are chefs and who are coming out with, I Mm -hmm. mean, women in obviously like in the household, a very traditional way of looking at things. Yes. Women Mm -hmm. in the past have been the one that's at the household that's making the food. And, but just career wise, there Mm -hmm. aren't that many that have been making a full-blown career out of it. So I'm yeah. just interested what that's been like for you. Totally. Um, I've been very lucky in my career and even, you know, back in Australia, I've always had um, very strong female mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I was at Chiapod, our CMO, April Seiler, um, was so committed to growth and ensuring that um, – I was able to see all parts of the business and have a voice as well. So Mm -hmm. not just in marketing, which I think is so valuable. And it's something that, you know, I try to make sure that our team knows their path for growth and they're exposed to the good things and the bad things within the business. So that we're not just siloed to, oh, well, you're just doing social media or you're just doing marketing. It's like, well, here's some of our operational challenges and here's how it affects like the whole business. Mm -hmm. Because that then, you know, if, and we all have a stake in the game, so we want we want this to be successful. So it's I think it's important to have that transparency, and um, you know, there is nothing that like oh you shouldn't know because you're in this role. It's like we're all in this together. We're a team of like you know, six people, you know, grinding every single day. So uh, I think it's important to share, as I said, the the good was, and the bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you still have those mentors? I do. Yes. Yeah. The same ones or have they kind of shifted or are you always looking for people to learn from? I mean, always. I'm, I think that, you know, as you said, there aren't as many, um, you know, big female founders and and it's so many within the food business. Um, but there are more and more. So really always do try to, to connect and, and grow my, my network. And, um, it's always so, uh, it makes you just feel like, oh, thank God, there's someone else that might maybe like going through this. And, um, you know, a lot of what we do as well. And I think for any founder is like, I mean, you're learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. So having been able to share the, those sorts of stories with, with other people and 
um, and what they've learned, what and, they've learned. And, yeah. you know, there was like, don't worry, like you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. And yeah. I felt like that was a lot of, um, of package in the first like six months. It was, you know, John was so supportive and he was, you know, just like, I'm sure you, you know, if you need me for anything, but, you know, get out there and, and trial and error and you work it out and I'm yeah. always here. So like, so, this is your project. I'm yeah. here to like support you, but mm-hmm. I, you're the main one and yeah. you're going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so pretty amazing. It's been fantastic, especially, you know, I'm 33. So I'm very lucky to have this opportunity at, at this age. Yeah. yeah. So how does it feel when you go into a grocery store and oh. see it? Oh my goodness. There were so many tears. So we launched in Era One. We did like a soft launch with them, which was fantastic. When was that? Uh, just at the end of 2018 in December. So very yeah. recent. Very Six recent. Months. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and oh man, I can't even describe it. It was such like an outer body experience. Um, I think I was also like most like, scared to like touch it like is it real is yeah. it out there and it just looks so beautiful with the packaging um and it was great to to see people and talk to people in store and you know I do demos all the time my whole team does um it's so important to to be out there and, and talking to the consumer in that real mm-hmm. time and and learning we're in this like hyper absorbent phase right now where we're trying to extract as many like insights and data points that we can in real time because it's in this first six to 12 months that you can, you can pivot and you can turn the dials and you can change things. Like I've already changed different things on packaging. How do we communicate that better and faster on packaging? So that's really impressive. Yeah. Cause you know, it's hard to change things. It's important to stay flexible. Yeah. You have Um, to be super agile. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do we stay flexible, but then consistent at the same time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, what are some of the things that you changed in packaging that you felt was better to get the (sighs) The, point across? The first thing was we didn't have a window on the, on the box. So on the pack pack. Um, and because we don't have any, uh, like, uh, it's all illustrations and vector files, which is great. It's it's beautiful packaging, but um people want to know what what is exactly in the box and it's funny like we all scratch our heads and like oh yeah why didn't I think of doing eggs in a dip like it seems so simple but the actual concept we're we're finding is like oh you know and maybe this is the nature of the natural industry or where we are right now people like oh are these real eggs are they shelf stable yeah Um, are they made from like cauliflower are they vegan like what's going on and we're like no these are real eggs that's what's inside here um and also that eating behavior so they're coming with a dip so what we did is we've added a window on the side so now you can see the eggs and the dip and also you know coming from from fresh it cues fresh having a window as Mm -hmm. well so that makes sense yeah so you had to go back and find that package or someone to make that or uh, did you well have- so you know when we when we first launched we launched like our, our MVP of our of our product so it was like the easiest way to get it out there that we can communicate the packaging so we used a carton instead of doing any investment into like big sort of custom packaging yeah. um, and we knew that a carton could be um, updated and changed pretty quickly and easily so um, I just worked with the engineering team from our from our carton vendor and and got them to to include a window in the packaging. We prototyped it. We moved the opening to the front so that was clearer. So like really simple, easy things to do. But um, I know you're saying it's simple and easy, I, but it's really like <laughs> it's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and to give yourself credit for that because mm. it's um, it still requires a lot of time back and forth yeah. trying to just tweak it and yeah. I mean, it's it was crazy. the first round of demos that we were wow. getting 
um, feedback where you know consumers are like, oh, I'm not really sure what's inside the box, and it's like at straight Erewhon away. Or yeah, at Erewhon and Whole Foods in SoCal. So um, you know, it's just one of those things that was so it was just light bulb. Like, yeah, we've got to do this straight away. So just got that into motion, and 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 now you know we're seeing that come to market That's in like so three great. or four months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so fun to learn more about Peckish yeah. and. And all the other things that you guys are up to with Sonoma Brands mm-hmm. in general, but just what you're doing and I can just feel how passionate you are about it. I'm so excited to see what you guys are up to next. And thank you. Thank you for sharing some of the story. Oh, thank with you us. for having me. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.